God bless you. It's Thursday night Bible study with Apostle Dr. Dawn Nickel Manny. We are going to study the word of God so that we are able to equip ourselves to strengthen our spiritual being so that when life trials and troubles come our way, we know how to stand and keep on standing. So get your pen, get your Bible, get your paper or whatever it is that you write on or take notes with so that you can take down the scriptures that we're going to study on tonight so that you can go back on your own personal time and ask God to give you a personal divine revelation. This is another day that the Lord has made. And we are in the land of the living. And for that, we ought to give him praise, honor, and glory. I'm going to go ahead and get started in prayer. Heavenly Father, we honor you. We thank you and we give you glory for who you are. We thank you for another opportunity to come and to study your word, Father. We thank you for we know that when we hide your word within our hearts, it causes us to stand strong so that we can be pleasing in your sight. Father, I pray right now for those who are listening that they will, Lord Jesus, open up their ears and their understandings to receive what's being said, Father, so that it can help them along the way. We thank you, praise you, and give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. All right, let's look at the book of John. We're going to talk about John the Apostle on tonight. John the Apostle. Just to give some background history about um, John the Apostle, John was raised by a father who owned a prosperous fishing business in Galilee. He was also um, taught or was thought to be um, still a, a teenager when Jesus called him to become a disciple. Um, a, a lot of biblical scholars um, said that he was one of the younger disciples that was chosen to, uh, by Jesus to join on his team. He was also a disciple of John the Baptist before he became a disciple with Jesus Christ. It's not known as to whether or not if he ever married, but it is known that uh, he came, his death was approximately around 100 AD. Okay, so uh, basically he was considered to be one of the younger ones. So just a little background history in regard to John, the, the apostle, his claim to fame or what he's noted for is that he was one of Jesus's favorite disciples. He was present at the raising of the young dead girl, and he was also there at the transfiguration. He also wrote the Gospel of John. Revelation in the three books of John in the New Testament. John was only record, he was the only recorded disciple at the crucifixion where Jesus asked him to specifically take care of his mother. So those things are the, um, items that he's known for that, you know, what he's remembered for as far as being one of Christ's disciples. Now let's go into the word and let's, uh, we're going to cover about three scriptures three sorry let me get one two three four five about five scriptures um and we're going to just denote some of the things wherein in the word we find john in operation making sure uh that the gospel is known to those who 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 did not believe or who were curious about who Christ was. Also the commission that he has given wherein the word we know is the same yesterday um, today and forevermore, wherein it's still today, it grounds and roots us as believers to stay focused 
on who we serve, why we serve him, and how we conduct our lives. So look at 1 John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. 1 John chapter 4, verse 7. It says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. You know, um, a lot of times people, um, you know, they are so fixed on, and in this time, as he was writing this particular verse, um, of course, you have to go back and you have to read just what John was dealing with at that particular time. And culturally, a lot of people, uh, uh, they, they were fixed on actions. They were fixed on deeds. They were fixed on um, signs, you know, outward signs to say, I'm a believer rather than showing um, love more so to speak, because people were still categorizing themselves as Jew and Gentile. Doesn't that sound familiar today in 2022? We have Kojic, we have AME, we have Presbyterian, we have uh, all these different groups, these different groups. We all say that we believe in Jesus Christ, but then you have these subcategories that put us in different places that cause us for us to do what? easily create stereotypes and prejudices towards one another, biases towards one another, where it, it pulls up us apart as the body of Christ rather than bringing us together. Because what do we start doing? Oh, we're better than this group or we don't do that. So that makes us in a, a more dignified um, uh, section of the kingdom of God. All of these different things that cause us to cut up. And the one major thing that is often forgotten because of these different dissections that have been created by man is to love. In this particular verse, John reminds us that we are to love one another. Doesn't matter what side of the tracks you come from. We are to express love towards one another. And that is something that is so important because the only way that the carnal world is going to know the believers and who they are as sons and daughters of Christ is by their love. Really think about it. What's the point in coming into any type of form or fashion of what we call um, uh, 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 the believers group, the believers organization? If just because you say, okay, I belong to this denomination, you belong to that denomination, the spirit should know the spirit by the spirit. And we should show love. We should just express love. Just for the sake of us understanding that there is one God, there's one God, the one true living God, who is three in one, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And because we believe in that, that should bring us to a common connection where we, wherein we can say, that's my brother, that's my sister. Wherein we can say, you know, I, it doesn't matter, you know, you're a Baptist, this, that, and other. it doesn't matter. We know who we serve, the Most High God. We know who Jesus Christ is, the Son of God. We know what the Holy Ghost is all about. He's here to lead us, to give us comfort, and to guide us to the truth. Those things should bind us together. They should bind us together wherein we stay away from the gossiping. We stay away from the sabotaging, the tearing down. And rather, we work together as a unit and we build one another up. And we strengthen one another because we're all aiming towards the same thing. What is that? Making heaven our home. Pleasing God while we are yet here on earth. Being pleasing in his, 
in his eyes while we're still here on earth. These are the things that we should be focused on as a believer, not whose denomination is greater, not whose church size congregation is larger or smaller. Those things should not cause for us to be divided. We should know who we are as believers and we should be in sync and we should be just like those who were in the upper room. When the Holy Ghost fell, they were what? On one accord. On one accord. So that's why with this, this verse is so important that John shared. He was letting, he was letting every, whether you were Jew or Gentile, didn't matter. Let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Because how can you say you love God and you don't, and you, you can't even say hello or be nice to, to someone here on earth that you can see? That you can actually vis vis visually, they're there. You can see if you reach out and touch them, they're there, tangible. You can feel them. We can't see God, yet we can feel him within our innermost being. But to say and connect to God without even seeing him, that should even give us a greater force to love our brothers and sisters because we feel that connection of the spirit on the inside. Even if someone is have not yet come to know who God is, we don't put ourselves in the category that we are better. All of us have been we all of us have been redeemed with the ransom, with the sacrifice, which is the Son of God. All of us have sinned and come short the glory of God. All of our good is but filthy rags. But because of God's grace and mercy, the opportunity that we are allotted through salvation, we all are able to to receive what God gives us to come into the fold. But while people are set yet discovering and trying to find things out, sometimes people, you know, sometimes people get it quicker. Sometimes people may take a little bit, it may take a little bit more time, but that's not for us to sit back and judge. It's for us to pray and do what? Still love one another. Let's look at John 1 and 1. And this is something that is so important because of, it has brought a lot of uh, theological um, concepts together, theory together, and the relation as to the word and how prevalent it is as it stands and as it has stood through the test of time. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So it says the word was with God. Meaning whatever words that he put into the atmosphere. That's why we now have the sun, the sea, the stars, the moon. We have the waters. We have all the trees, animals, everything. Because what? The word was with them and he spoke it. And then the word, it was God. The word was God. Mean, meaning now it's a being. It's active. It's in motion. The word is God. The word was God. It was with God from the very beginning. So that takes away all of this uh, confusion of people creating different philosophies of, okay, well, there was the Big Bang um, Theory. I am a scientist by heart. I love science. You can't tell me any that science, science is God. And I'm not talking about Scientology. I'm talking about the fact that science is the whole concept or the learning standard that is used to help us to understand how the world that our God Created, created for us to enjoy how it operates. The different types of, of, of concepts and the different types of, 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 um, motions that it takes and the different types of, 
ideals that and phenomena that occur. How does these things work? Science is just the study of that. And the only way that you can study science is truly asking God to give you insight. Lord, give me insight as to how this world that you created for us to enjoy, how it operates, how it works. And that's why we have scientists that can break down and tell you the structures of a cell, whether it's a plant cell or a human cell. That's why we have scientists that can tell you the different categories that species are placed in. That's that. That's nothing but the downpouring of the Holy Spirit. But then you have these people who say, like, science, science has nothing to do with God. Come on. No. It was not a Big Bang Theory that created some spin. Because even think about that. Whatever was spinning around in the earth, a greater being had to tell whatever was spinning around the earth to spin around and, coll and, and, and collide each other and create this big boom. Somebody had to do it. And we got to give honor to the great God that he is, the one and true living God. We can't look over that. He did it. He spoke it. The word was with him in the beginning from the very the very concept of this world, the word was with God. The word was God. And John is noted for bringing that to the attention of mankind in his scripture, in his book, as it is written, so that it could be respected, so that we as human beings can be reverent to the fact in knowing who God is, his power, his infinite and divine work, and his and. and the, the, the very word, the scriptures that were written, the things that were spoken by God, the power that it entails, wherein all of mankind, whether someone believes or not, it is the, it is the, 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 uh, the cusp of how we move and how we breathe and how we prove our being through the word of God. The word was God. The word was with God. And that is what's standing today. Every other, every, all these different theories have changed this, that, and the other, but the word has remained the same. People try to go back into the books and say, Oh, the story of Moses was a, uh, it was, it was a myth. The story of Noah and the ark was a, no, baby. No, it wasn't. These things occurred. There are different artifacts that have been proven to, to, uh, basically say, yes, this is fact. That this, the floods actually happened. This is fact. Yes, that the lineage was there. Why? Because the word was God. The word was God. And he put it into the earth so that mankind can have an understanding and a connection to know that he's real. That he's real. And he's, he's truly alive. So that is very important for us to note when it comes to John the Apostle and him bringing into recognition or him presenting the word of God as a living, as a living, uh, a fluid, active being in the earth. It was brought to the attention of mankind that God is the word and the word is God. John 20 verses 30 through 31. John 20 verses 30 through 31. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that ye may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. See, John was recording with purpose. He was writing with purpose. And his writing, it was for not just for those who were in the present time, but those who were going to be able to pick up the word and read it in generations to come.
So he had foresight to make sure this is what I am writing. I'm, I am a human being. I am writing. I'm, I'm transcribing what I have been seen. All of what Jesus did could not be written down in this book. It could be written down in this book, but what has been written, it's for the sake to be recorded as historical fact. So for those who do read it, understand that it occurred, it happened, and it is to inspire you to believe in Jesus Christ so that you can live in his name. What What is living in his name? What is living in Jesus? Like, that's living, meaning that you can live and have life abundantly. See, when we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, when we confess with our, uh, confess with our mouth and believe in our hearts that Jesus is the Son of God, there then opens up a grand door of opportunity for us to walk this walk differently than when we were yet still in our sins. There's a difference. There's an opportunity where and we can go further. There's an opportunity where we're encouraged to get to gain greater insight to to reach for the stars, to reach for our goal, to attain them, to understand that trouble and, and, and trials, and, and we're going to sometimes get agitated. But when we have Jesus, we when we live in His name, we know that His burden is light, His yoke is easy, and He's going to bring us through. We understand that when we live in His name, we have life. That is promised to us after we leave here, life eternal. When we live in his name, there is a joy, unspeakable joy that he has given us that the world didn't give and definitely cannot take away. When we live in his name, we understand that he's our battle axe and that the battle belongs to him. We're going to face many battles, but the battle belongs to him and he's going to work it out for those who love and trust and believe in him. What does this thing mean to live in his name? When I believe and when I live in his name, I can claim that every promise that God has for me, it will come to pass. I have a greater understanding when I live in his name that no man, no woman, no demon, no angel, no debt, no height, nothing can separate me from this great love so that I can live life abundantly.